welcome to another episode of Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. I am Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. Let's just jump into a bunch of weird stuff. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I'll just pause right there. I'm trying to decide where to start. I've uh, only got a few talking points, um, but I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be a bit longer. Uh, obviously, based on last episode, I probably I, I hope I sound better. Um, I'm no longer sick, or I'm coming on like the tail end of it, and just a minor cough. Feeling better, sounding better. Luckily, it wasn't like a flu or anything. It was just a head cold, and I managed to get plenty of sleep, and vitamin C, and hydration, and uh, just you know, managed to beat it off. So I'm pretty psyched because usually I only get sick once a year, and if that was it, then I got off really easy. Usually, uh, this one cold I get uh, a year knocks me on my ass for a couple days. So, and this uh, did not uh, set me a little reeling. Sent me a little reeling rather, but uh. No, it's fine. Let's talk about, first and foremost, depressing movies. Um, you'll hear on last week's No Applause, I watched Her, the Spike Jones movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Amy Adams, uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's it's really good, but uh, it really puts you in, in, a, in a strange space when you're lonely. I've been struggling with um, kind of the feelings of loneliness uh, lately. Once again, uh, I think I talked about this um, a little while back that, you know, I've shifted from alone to lonely, um, and it's it's a struggle to deal with, compounded by I've got a friend who um, is going through a similar situation I went through uh, last year. I try to maintain this air of kind of being a beacon of, of positive change, and I go, you know, look, uh, you know, th- uh, this all, you know, I went through the same thing, and this is, I'm on the other side of it, and this is, you know, great, I got the help I needed, still working on myself, you know, positive change, changing my outlooks, changing my behaviors, uh, you know, point of view, and all of that. To be struggling with being alone is, is very difficult to, to mask sometimes, because, you know, he's ta- he's in a state of isolation, and which isn't bad, that's good, you focus on you. There's that joke on Nerdist where, you know, they say they keep working because, you know, being in your head is not a fun place to be, but that's where the work happens. So, you know, once again, like I said, I, I try to be this beacon of, of, of kind of positive change, this, this paradigm. You know, it's, it's hard because, you know, he, he'll ask, like, how I'm doing, and I go, well, you know, you know I'm not going to lie to him. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to tell him how lonely I am, but, uh, yeah, watching her kind of heightened that, uh, where I kind of was like, I need to go just smoke a cigarette and breathe deep, because um, it, uh, you know, very good movie, very good movie, not not a laugh riot. And let's just keep jumping on to the personal stuff. Um, I recently had a friend who, um, uh, it's an ex-girlfriend, uh, Piglet, if you're listening to this, and Piglet was in town, uh, she lives out of state. And is in town for a couple of days, and uh, she started texting me uh, about uh, going out and hanging out. I said absolutely, and we did. And um, she showed up with her friend Lindsay, who is a very nice girl, and uh, Piglet's sister uh, ended up uh, joining us as well. I, I'm an idiot, you know. I, I kind of got it in my head that her friend Lindsay was someone I could flirt with, uh, and I, I, I think I got a little control issuey and a little uh, competitive when I shouldn't. And the next day, it was like, well, why did I even, you know, like, what tr- what triggered that? What, like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm not hung up on, on the, the situation. I mean, I'm talking about it now. But, you know, it was kind of the underlying that I got competitive for no good reason. 
whatsoever, you know, and the, and the control issues kind of came out. Kind of the weird mood swingy, you know, fun to to angry, and then it was like, well, wait, why am I angry? Like, no, I'm frustrated that, you know, um, this girl's not reciprocating, you know, kind of just the fun flirty stuff, and, uh, you know, I was trying really not to make it awkward, and I hope I didn't. But once again, it just goes to show that I, I still have some work to do. Um, but I have, a, 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 you know, enough of, of a, 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 a leeway into my work and my changing that I can recognize this stuff and go, okay, well, that was, you know, a setback, but, you know, it's not like, I, I don't, it's not going back to square one, you know, I can use it and go, okay, well, what, you know, what exactly was going on here? And let's, you know, apply a different kind of thinking to it. So, you know, and that's something that if my friend listens to this show, the, uh, the one that's uh, having a bit of uh, a rough go, you know, it's, it's okay to stumble. None of us are perfect, and work is, you know, doing the work on yourself is what, that's what it is, it's work. And it's going to be a struggle, and struggles aren't easy, and you're going to have setbacks, you're going to have obstacles, you're going to, you know, stumble once in a while, and that's fine. Oh, let's get on to, uh, let's see, let's get into some network stuff, and then we'll get into the fun stuff right at the end. So, if you've been listening to the Shooting the Gap, uh, you know, James has been um, temporarily co-hosting uh, with Ryan, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad that James kind of stepped in when we needed him. Um, I'm glad he was there to help. Uh, I think he's a great friend. He's a great host. Um, he's very um, uh, responsive to, um, you know, production notes and, and all of that, um, except for <laughs> he wanted some specific uh, music cues a couple uh, episodes ago, and um, it was one of those where uh, it was, we recorded that last week where I was still sick, and it was one in the morning by the time we kind of wrapped up recordings, we recorded late. It was one of those, I was kind of a dick because I didn't feel good, and I was tired, and to have kind of this new person come in and say, well, this is, you know, what I want, I'm going, well, it's one in the morning, and I'm sick, I want to go home. I don't think you understand the time and effort, you know, to have these specific cues, and I was like, if you want to go home, it's one in the morning. You know, you're going to have to sit with me for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and go, well, I want this cue here. Okay, now I want it here. Now I want it here. And then I have to edit things down and fit it in and cut it in. Not incredibly time-consuming or, or you know, a lot of effort. It was one of those where, you know, I was kind of a dick. I was like, you, like, I, you know, you don't really have the position where, you know, I mean, yeah, he can request these, these um specific music cues and if you know we work with the rights and we get the whatever and um but just at the time uh it it was like well who you know kind of who is this you know kind of new person you know uh doing this like you know and then i was like well you know he didn't kind of get the rules rule book when we started um that ryan and gonzo did and deb and i developed uh, as we you know did all the test recordings and and all this um and it was like well look like you need to understand like i'm the one that does everything uh, and then the term uh, magical elves came up, um, as it often does. And this was something that I described to um, Gonzo and Ryan very early on because their expectations of what I could do were a little overreaching. And it was like, well, look, guys, like magic elves don't come in and edit this thing and you know do the RSS feed and put it on iTunes and make sure everything gets posted on time and uh, you know and uh, tweeted and Facebooked. And, uh, and all that. So I kind of had that talk with, with, um, James that, you know, there are no magical iTunes elves. Like it's me, I'm real, you know, it's not a unicorn. It's just, you know, 
horse with the ice cream stuck to its head, and that's me. That's like the least flattering thing I think I could have said about myself right exactly there. So, you know, for those of you who um, listen to this and are interested in starting a podcast or just interested in the process, in a, in a company like, uh, say, Airwolf, Nerdist, you know, you have people that, that do this stuff, um, and that's their job. And for me, I have a day job. I try to have uh, a life, what little of it I have. You know, I like to sit and relax and watch movies as opposed to editing you know, 15 minutes of audio for specific music cues every 10 seconds. Um, and I'm not mad at James. He doesn't know this stuff. He kind of came to me thinking I had uh, a magic wand. And I do, but I didn't go to Hogwarts. I'm just a muggle. So, you know, the metaphorical magic wand that I don't have, because um, it's going to have a literal one, you know, I think he thought that, you know, I could just kind of bing and, you know, podcast very... Um, would come and do everything and set it all up. And it was like, well, no, uh, I am a man. And there's only one of me. You know, so um, he kind of got the point. And I, I talked to Ryan uh, later that night and I said, you know, please apologize. Next time we talk to him that I was a dick and I'll apologize to him tomorrow when I see him when we record um, on the next episode of Shooting the Gap. And uh, be like, look, I felt horrible um, physically. And, you know, and it was late and I was frustrated and I you know, and it was just kind of a bad scene all around. It had nothing to do with him. Um, but I, I um, did kind of lash out. Not in an angry way, but just snarky comments. Um, which, of course, Ryan kind of came to my defense and went, Well, that's just Doug. He's just full of snark and, uh, and smugness. And, um, which is true. But um, I was kind of using my powers, like, you know, for the dark side. Uh, uh, and I shouldn't have been. But now James kind of knows how things are done. And, you know, if he wants this and this and that, then I will do my best to get this and this and that. But we need to understand that, you know, there's a time and effort factor and that, you know, it's just me. Um, uh, it's a, it's a one man, you know, production team. And, um, you know, some of these things are just not going to get done or they'll get done, you know, maybe two shows out when we can sit down and work on this and that or, or wrangle it, uh, you know, however we can. So it, it might not always happen um, at one in the morning, but it could happen the next week uh, if possible. It's just a matter of, you know, I do a lot, uh, and, uh, and I'm not complaining about it. I love it. Um, it feeds the tiny amount of control issues I still have in terms of this is kind of, uh, you know, I am majority in this business, and I get to have executive decisions. And um, But, you know, I still do all the variants. I do all the editing um, I do pretty much everything, maintain website, social control, or social media, uh, all of that. So James, if you listen to this, I'm sorry, but understand, I'm a very busy person. <laughs> when I'm not at the day job, I'm doing all of this, you know, and we're still struggling with, uh, you know, the, the early year, um, top of the year launches. Um, we've had, uh, uh, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know the setbacks very well, but you know, we're still waiting to, to see what happens with Golden Cartridge. Um, I think they, they will have, like, a series of episodes ready, and then we're just going to launch, like, from the get-go, which would be really nice. You know, we're still, I'm still, uh, you know, there's a pin in KBACN, and I just need to sit down and, and really just power through uh, the script for it. And then, um, you know, Deb and I are going to try to do the live events, and we're going to out and do a bunch of different stuff. And, you know, if I can't get to finish this project, then I will jump to a different project to kind of break the monotony of my brain. And, uh, so it's one of those where, um, 
you know, I'm really trying to be good and just hammer through things. So, um, you know, before I do the next, you know, we start working on the, on, on the, the quote-unquote superhero podcast, uh, which is not a show about superheroes um, or that I host or anything like that, um, surprisingly enough. You know, I want to focus on, on KPACN and I want to get um, things get dicey up and going. And I know I've been the person to, um, it's kind of dragging ass on reaching out to the talent for that. So let's end uh, the, you know, this isn't an ending point necessarily, but, uh, you know, I've been having some strange dreams and I think everyone kind of enjoys the, uh, hearing what goes on in my head when I'm not in control of it. And, uh, one of these I told Deb and the other one is, is a very interesting one. Um, as I have theories that I have slight psychic abilities and sometimes my dreams kind of push me in certain ways that the universe wants me to. So let's, uh, uh, start with kind of the serious one and then we'll end on the funny one. Uh, which I hope will be funny anyway. Um, it's more horrifying than anything, according to Deb. Um, so I had a dream that I started be, uh, doing um, open mics, being a stand-up comic, which is something that people have always said to me um, when I was in my uh, teens and 20s, um, and it's just something I'm not... I, I don't think I have that, that spark, the, what I call like the, that broken spark in, in me that uh, Hardwick has talked about on the Nerdisto so much. Um, I, I don't think I have it in me. But it was funny because uh, in my dream, I actually had a, uh, my opening bit, and it was like, well, oh my God, like my dream is, is not only telling me that, you know, oh, I should go do some open mics, but it's like telling me, like, here's your first joke. And it was um, roughly the premise of it was, um, you know, that we have the, the war on drugs and the war on terrorism and, and, and uh, the war on Christmas, uh, even. And. I don't know if anyone remembers, but we, for a while there, um, after 9-11, we wanted to change French fries to freedom fries. And that kind of just popped into the, you know, cultural penetration and then just went away. Like, as quickly as it came out, like, it dropped. And I was like, when did that war stop? Like, let's talk about the war on uh, on French fries. You know, the, there wasn't, a, you know, an army on the front of that, and uh, we kind of just waved our own white flag at each other and went, ah, fuck it, like, it's not like McDonald's is going to change our, all their menus and, and so forth and so on. Um, not to mention pissing off France. Um, that was kind of the premise. Um, the uh, other dream I had was that I dreamt that I had zippers on my ears and I could unzip, like, the inside of my skull and when I'd shake out, like, my head, meat would fall out sausages, steaks, literally just a head full of never-ending meat. And then I woke up. Uh, now that's not the horrifying part. Now the horrifying part is that, yes, I understand it is a unconscious, you know, uh, uh, you're just a natural thing to have happened uh, with the male body uh, that is colloquially, colloquially known as uh, morning wood. But yes, I woke up after having this weird head full of meat dream and had an erection. I, of course, kind of got weirded out and laughed about it, and then uh, I told them about it uh, last weekend, and she was like, Jesus Christ, that's, you're never going to have a relationship. Um, she's like, you, you're either so fucking like, weird inside that you just need to you know, go asexual, or you have such specific uh, meat zipper fetishes that you will never meet a girl that's into that. <laughs> so... Uh, so I'm glad that this was a longer episode, and, uh, you know, obviously I'm feeling better, sounding better. You can tell probably by my, uh, neuroses this week that, you know, um, there weren't a lot of stumbling blocks, and that I'm working on getting better. 
uh, even when I have a setback. And that's really, you know, it's that line from Batman, like, you know, why do we fall down so we can pick ourselves up again, Mr. Wayne? And uh, I didn't do Michael King voice, don't worry. Um, and if I did, it was the worst one you've ever heard. From uh, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, this is Doug. And for uh, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my neuroses. Good night, Internet. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!